Hello, and welcome to Not Our First Rodeo, a podcast on faith and life by Christian women who have collectively made every mistake in the book. This is a Titus 2 podcast by King of Kings PCA, and we hope this episode is edifying to you as you continue to grow in holiness. Today, we're going to tackle the topic of busyness slash laziness. It's kind of like a dual, could be different sides of the same coin, right? Mm-hmm. Let's start with laziness. What do you think? What are your what comes to your mind when you hear laziness? Yes. Aren't sloths hilarious? <laughs> What's that kids movie where the sloth works at the DMV? Oh <laughs> sing. sing, yeah. That was hilarious. Something about, I, yeah, I'm going to talk to God about sloth someday. Like they're so cute, but what's the purpose anyway? So sloth. Yeah. Now that's considered one of the seven deadly sins, which is something we don't talk much about that as Christians these days. It's more of like a middle ages type thing. Right. I wonder if it's something we need to start bringing back, not saying, you know, they're listed in scripture anywhere, but you can find these things. Right? They're not listed as seven deadly sins, but they are in God's word. And sloth is something that God tells us not to be. Don't be slothful. Right. That's true. Yeah. Proverbs 21-25 says, The desire of the sluggard kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. God has called us to labor. Now, I think there's some misunderstanding that because certain parts of our labor were cursed in the fall, that work itself is a curse. And it's definitely not. It is a joy. It's a gift from God. It's also mentioned outside of Eden times, too. Mm -hmm. So that tells us this is something that we're going to continue to do after. It wasn't just for them in that time. It's it is tainted for us now it is part of the fall, but it's still something we're called to. It is, it's a mm-hmm. sin if we don't do it. Right. There was work that God gave Adam and Eve before the fall. Yes. And there are many positive things God has for us to do here. And most theologians believe in the new creation, we will have work to do, but it won't be, we won't have the, the problems of the curse, the thorns and the thistles will be removed. Right. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. I feel probably unusual in this one aspect is for most of my life, I have had vocations that were extremely satisfying and that I loved. That doesn't mean, you know, in my own sinfulness and others, there haven't been problems in it. I only had one job that I really hated. It was a cleaning crew at United Airlines and I had a go under dumpsters and with rats and brown water dripping on your head. And it was very humbling. But most of the time I've loved my job. Not everyone has that. Mm -hmm. But God has called us our vocation. So there's our vocation in him, right? Mm -hmm. To make disciples and to make the invisible God visible, to be a light to the nations, a light to those who don't know him. We can be busy with that and we should be, but also that which provides bread and butter for us. That's a gift from God. So laziness, what does that do to how God has ordered the world? 
it actually creates burdens on other people. Um, if, if in a family, right, mm -hmm. each child has chores and one child just refuses to do them, mm -hmm. then someone else has to do them. And that creates additional work either for a mom or a dad or for one of the siblings. And, and if that child isn't dealt with, that laziness isn't dealt with, it will become a lifelong right. habit. I think that's a great point, Linda, that I hadn't really considered quite that way until you said it, that whatever our sin, it affects others, right? But laziness, mm -hmm. particularly, I remember talking to a young woman years ago and um, asking her, you know, we're meeting and asking her about her marriage. And she said, well, we're really having a problem with our sex life. And I said, okay, tell me about that. That happens, right? There's dry spells or whatever. She goes, well, I just can't get in the mood. <laughs> so I was like, okay, why? And she said, well, there's all this laundry on our bed and um, our room's a mess and it's just the last place I want to be. And in my head, I'm just thinking, okay. So I, and I did, I said, well, you need to clean your room. If that's, re if it's really that atmosphere that's distracting to you, that's an easy fix. I think it was more than that, but I think there was a low level depression that was leading to the laziness, which is, it could be, but it's like, okay, put away your laundry. That's something that takes 15 minutes max, probably if you do it right away. And so our laziness can really affect other people. Think about a lazy woman who doesn't prepare meals and every night they're forced to go out. What does that do? Financial stress. Yes, now you've put financial stress on your whole household. Titus 2 talks about older women teaching younger women. This is what we're trying to do here. We're not trying to you know, make anyone feel bad. It's just the idea that if you are out there and struggling with laziness, I really believe this is something you can get help on and really God can change you in. Uh, do you feel like laziness is one of those ones we just let slide? Absolutely. You know, we're, we're, I don't think we're really calling this out as sin in our daily lives. And yet God would. So I, you know, just like when we were talking about anger, yes, there's underlying reasons sometimes, oftentimes I'll even say why you just don't want to get up off the couch or why you just can't mm -hmm. turn off the TV. You know, there's definitely an element of us running from something somewhere, but it is our obligation as Christians to to take that and look at it mm -hmm. and not be mastered by anything. And because we don't want to call it a sin, we won't want to say that we're being mastered by our laziness. Mm -hmm. And we are. And I try not to put like law and rules on people, but it's, it's sinful. It's not just that we're ruining our family's finances. We're teaching our kids to sin, mm -hmm. we're right. training them toward a sinful behavior and justifying it and we're also giving ourselves some kind of way to shake our fist at god and saying i just don't think that your plan is the plan you know yeah you know it is god's plan that we would do the things of minutia like washing right. laundry and mopping floors and i'm not going to dispute the boy girl version of who does what. right um 
in my family, I'm not making the money, so I will mop a floor. Um, you know, but if my husband had that same idea towards laziness, he wouldn't have a job mm-hmm. to provide for mm-hmm. us. So, you know, yeah. it does affect everyone's decision to be lazy or not to be lazy. It just really builds yes. out your family. It forms your family. Yeah, and I think now we see it at a different level than maybe we did 20 years ago with the internet. And let's face it, for all of us, and I think especially young women and men, but we're we're talking to women here, it, it lulls us into a complacency and a laziness. Yeah. You are not doing something when you're surfing the net. Okay, I'll do a nuance here. If you're, you know, researching a topic for a paid viewing fight, but if you're just doing that finger swipe because you're mm-hmm. bored and your whole house is falling around. I, this woman was saying that she hadn't cleaned her bathroom in so long that the, that one day mushrooms were growing on <laughs> the base of her toilet. And I was like, honey, what are you doing? Well, I don't have any time. And I promise you do. I was like, I think you have, <clears throat> I, I mean, sometimes I've let my bathroom go, but that's like really bad. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. So I thought, okay, there's something extreme going on. And she did have some depression. And when that was treated, she got a lot better. However, if your house is a mess and you're watching TV and scrolling on your phone, there's a bigger issue. Why aren't you motivated to care and serve for your family? I don't know about you, but I love preparing for my family. Now it's just Doug and I, I don't do that much, but... I loved making cookies for my kids or making a home that was pleasant to be in that we don't, it doesn't have to be a drudgery. I think the value in that has just, I think culture is opposing that as a good thing. And so many of these young moms, they don't really believe that what they're doing their home, Mm -hmm. you know, they probably know somewhere inside them, their background, their, you know, their faith system is taught, but this is probably the best way. Someone stays home and raises the kids. Someone goes out and pays for the kids who and what, how that works out is fine. But I don't think that they really believe that what they're doing in, you know, when they're folding socks is God's work. I struggled with it. I was like, this is not, does not attack my mind. This does not make me have to think this, this cannot possibly glorify God to do this. And yet it absolutely does. And did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, creating that beautiful space for your family and visitors, yeah. it's huge. Well, I know for myself, like I can't cook in a dirty kitchen. So yesterday, like I I have to clean, get everything. I have to have a clean workspace. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the night, you know, there's just something about waking up in the morning and walking out a clean mm, yeah. It's the best. And same with a made bed. I don't want to walk into my bedroom. My bed's not made. Um, it affects how I feel. Yeah. Yep. And um, <laughs> yeah, get up. There's a pride. Make your bed. I think we're losing. We don't take pride in those things anymore. And and I'm not doing it because companies coming over. Of course, it might do a little extra. Companies coming. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing it because it's us. We who live there. You know, I just I can't I can't do it. I, don't I know used how to have it. We built a house years back and. Now, I understand my level of neurosis is more than most people, but there was just certain little things. I'm like, they didn't do this right. They didn't do this right. And I had someone say, what does it matter? Who's they? They're not here. And I go, they are the people that live in this house all the time. I'm doing this for them. And I think that the value of that has 
gone, you know? Yeah, I think so too. And please don't hear what we're not saying. We're not <laughs> saying that that's all women do. We believe in women learning theology and developing their minds right. and yeah. all of those things. But Titus 2 does tell us, right, to encourage each other in our work in the home <clears throat> in a way that is different than for men. And, the, you know, it's different than what the world is saying. And that doesn't mean that when kids are little and mom's not feeling good. I mean, of course, a loving husband should jump in even on a daily basis. But if the main response, if you are not working outside the home, that is your responsibility. And you can find joy in it because God's called you to do it. Yeah. And teach your kids to help. Right. Yeah. A, you're all living there. You should all be participating. Right. Right. We're not supposed to be <clears throat> maids, per it se. It is harder today with the internet, with things that can distract us, because some people work from home, and, you know, there's a balance that needs to be struck. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and there are 101 ways you can figure out how to balance that out. Right. But, but just to sit there and throw up your hands and say, oh, I can't do it. Yeah, then there's ways then to get help. Those laziness tones, those yeah. sloth kinds of uh, mentalities, and yes, and we don't think that women working outside the home is a sin or anything like that. But I would say, be careful with it. If you cannot keep up the things that God has called you to do for your family, start praying, talking to your husband, of course, and saying, maybe I could go to part time, or maybe we can do without a second car. Or a vacation every other year something because we're gonna get in the next the flip side of this is busyness which we need to get to soon is we can be too busy too and then everyone's tired and angry like we talked about last time so it's just holding whatever it is that God has given up you know in our lives with an open hand and saying do I need that second income or is that just what the world is telling me? Or, you know, I, this is what I, what makes me a little sad is there's these, you know, on my street, there's these beautiful houses and no one is in them for hours and hours, day after day. I don't know. And I stink at this anyway, being a light to my neighbors. Um, I need help with that. However, it's harder when you work full time, you know, mm -hmm. to come home and you can barely get off the couch, more or less do something for your neighbor or serve someone else or help at the church. But I'm just saying no guilt. Just pray about these things. Talk to your husband. Is there a way to de-stress your life, simplify your life so we can obey God in these areas? I think that's it. Don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? You might look into it and say, yep, we need for me to work. And that's between you and God and your husband. We are not trying to bind anyone's conscience I here. I think everyone here at this table can say we probably tried all of those things. We did. <laughs> <laughs> With very degrees of success. Yeah. yeah, I worked when after Ryan was born. My mom and Doug's mom helped babysitting Ryan. And I was really stressed. I wanted to raise him. I wanted to have more of that but we were not making it financially. So Doug made this huge decision that was a struggle for me at first. He's like, you know, we could sell our house where we're living out of state. 
and put a lot down at a house in Arizona. So where we don't need to make as much money. I was like, Arizona, are you kidding me? And then we moved out here and the, we moved in April, that June, we hit 124 degrees. And I said, you get me back to Chicago because I'm dying here. This is like being in hell and I hate it. But then we started getting involved in our church and then we met people. And then, you know, that was the hottest summer, I think, on record, right? It's still bad, but it hasn't been that bad. But here I just see, you know, Doug's foresight in this is how we want to structure our home. This is what we believe God was calling me to do was to be there for our kids when they were little and be involved in the church. Is there a way we can make that happen? Right. There's always, there's not always a fix. You know, I, I'm convicted a lot by the single mom. Mm. You know, I always think, well, you know, you can't just put rules and regulations on people because there's like the single mom. Right. But I have found that those women somehow manage to be single moms, raise their children by themselves, be the only breadwinner, and also clean their toilets. No mushrooms? No mushrooms. <laughs> the, the laundry somehow still gets done. And so I think if we're talking about laziness, we really do need to talk about like our heart, the motive of our hearts. Mm. You know, just like we're going to have to talk about the busyness. You're running from something if you're lazy. That is not a time issue. You have time. I promise you do. I've had seasons where I've just absolutely been lazy. I haven't really cleaned my bathroom since my surgery. Totally. It's gross. I don't have mushrooms, but it's, I, that's the standard now. I You're good as long as there's no mushrooms, <laughs> but I might be close. <laughs> so wait, I got to pull it together. So it, it's, there's probably something there that you have to look at, but just deciding you don't have to look at it and you're going to be okay with laziness is just a really sinful mind. And yeah. I, you know, baking soda vinegar. I'm in. But there can be Clorox wipes. Sorry. There can be underlying issues, like you mentioned, and depression. I know before I was diagnosed with thyroid problems, I was working, but I would come home from work and lie down on the couch and it was all I could do to get up and get a piece of cheese and go back and lie down yeah. on the couch because I was just exhausted. Mm. But when I was diagnosed and then given medication, it was mm. like a miracle. I just had energy for days. Mm. Um, so there can be a medical issue. There can be an emotional issue. Depression is very, very. It's a wearing. Um, Linda, that, I'm so glad you brought that up. Always try to look at underlying issues because otherwise yeah. you're just frustrating yourself. You, some people just cannot move forward. And yeah, we need okay. to do that. Yeah. Like even as Linda's saying, I think if Linda had thought it's completely fine for me to just never do anything after I've gotten home from work, then maybe she would never ask why she's so tired. It's sort of like Paul says, it's the law that taught me, you know, so having this list of to do stuff, no matter who you are, what your lifestyle is like, how your family's formed, we have these steady to do things that need to get done. And when we can't do them, sometimes I know for me, that's when I've had to look and go, what's the matter with me? Yes. And so if I was, if I was just fine calling laziness, anything other than what it is, if I wouldn't have called it sin, would I have looked into some of these other things and found these other um, things like thyroid problems or just sleep? True. If you're just calling, if you make excuses, sometimes you can't 
find those things that God really wants you to find out about yourself and know about yourself and get the help you need. Right. I think too, when going back to um, when we were talking earlier about generational sin, you know, if you're a young woman who grew up in a home where nothing was done and that's how you lived, that's how the people in your neighborhood lived, that's what you see as real. But you can ask for help because you, you're going to meet people that don't see it that way. And talk to somebody. Yeah. <clears throat> ask for help. You know, because there are ways to learn to do those things that maybe mm -hmm. you didn't learn. I think that's in huge. Your home. And what a perfect Titus 2 thing, right? Yeah. So you, you go to someone's house and you think, well, this house is so orderly. And you can tell when people just cleaned up for company sometimes and when this is just really how they. Right. And yeah. you can go too far with the orderliness where everyone feels like they're living in a museum. We're not talking about that. Let's get rid of the extremes. But why not reach out and say, yeah. Can you help me here? How do you do that? How do you do that? Mm -hmm. How do you keep up with your laundry? Yeah. Oh, right. I can tell you how I do that. You know, and th these are practical things, but we're Christians. Everything mm -hmm. is spiritual for us. So I think this is a huge issue. Uh, I do. I have known a few people who I'm close to in my life who don't have any real underlying issues and they just struggle with laziness. And there's something to work with there too. God can sanctify us no matter where we're at in life. I don't understand laziness because it just was not allowed in my house. It was, I have the opposite problem where I can't sit still and that can be sinful too. I don't know how to rest and then I get myself worn down. But I have seen that sometimes what we think is laziness could be, now everything is in a psychological thing. I'm not saying that, but no. Someone who really, there are people who really struggle finishing a task because of some kind mm -hmm. of a disorder. Again, like what Lynn was saying, get help with those underlying issues, reach out, ask for help. I think this is something we can grow in and we need to mention habit here. Yeah. Yeah. Some things are just a habit. My mom did this one thing and then I started doing it because I don't like things on the counter. I don't like hardly anything on the counter. It just bugs me when part of the counter becomes this catch-all, you know? I start getting crazy. So what my mom did, now this is a very little thing, but she always opened her mail standing at the garbage can. So she didn't ever have to process anything twice. This is garbage. This goes on my desk. And it was done. And I just thought little things like that, if we can develop some habits, like you get up and take two minutes and make your bed. And there is something about making your bed. I don't want to over-spiritualize this, but mm -hmm. don't you notice that when you make your bed, you, you get more done, you feel more motivated? There's say your bed is 80% of your room. Yeah. yeah. Just make your bed. You've convinced mm -hmm. yourself that it's 80% better. Yeah. Than, yeah. than it was just before you made your bed. And it's one of the fastest things <clears throat> to do in the room. So, yeah, and that, that book, Girl, Wash Your Face or whatever, we make fun of it and it, it asks for it sometimes, you know, because it just oversimplifies and very reductionist. So we're not just saying, if you're lazy, just make your bed. Don't hear what we're not saying. There could be an underlying spiritual issue, medical issue, whatever it is, you can make your life and your family's life more livable, more enjoyable. And enjoy what God's given you more. You can't enjoy your home right. you if you're can, just. You can relax. 
and maybe spend some time with your <clears throat> husband or your children or doing reading book together mm -hmm. or yeah yeah and pray oh thank you yeah i mean ask god for the help that you need for the wisdom mm. that you need for the guidance that you need it it is available it is but sometimes we don't see it we don't and we think we just have to trudge along with things are hard and listen if one day you don't make your bed or you go to bed without doing your dishes you're not damned or anything anything we've all done those things right and that doesn't mean it's sin. What is the pattern of our life? Right. And I believe as one thing God has given to us as women and men too, but I think a greater extent when it comes to the home is we are to create beauty. And it's hard. You could have beautiful things in your home, but if there's piles of laundry and, you know, all these things. And sometimes that's for a season, right? Right. I had four, four children and they were real close together. Sometimes there was a pile of clean clothes on the couch mm -hmm. that didn't get folded for maybe a day or two. wasn't a habit. It yeah, that's was, not laziness, was, though. It was right. just some part of life that sometimes... Right. So you have to d differentiate the difference. Yeah, because yeah, laziness us. isn't that. Right. That's not laziness. No, laziness is... In progress. Laziness is, that's now your dresser, you don't care. Now yeah, I'm right, going right. to watch another episode of... <laughs> Whatever it is people watch, I don't know, borders. <laughs> and I'm just going to look at that pile but not do anything about it. That's laziness. And sometimes it's really hard to get motivated because it's kind of like the Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Right. Here we go. Got to feed these and people and all they do is make a mess. And then I, I got to clean up. I wish I could put the kids right in the washer just so I can finally be like, laundry's done. Right. Yes. But we were still yeah. wearing clothes. And so I'm like, there's no period at the end of the sentence. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you laundry, <laughs> laundry and dishes are yeah. never ending. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, we were going to cover busyness. That is not going to work for this session. So we will bump that to another episode. But we want to encourage you. Yeah. 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 So if you are struggling with laziness, again, reach out. Linda said, pray. Develop a few habits slowly incorporate them and add a few yeah. more. And I don't know about you, but to me, there's great reward in not being lazy. Mm -hmm. You know how, yes. I don't know, when I'm feeling just a little off, if I do something that shows immediate results, I feel better. Yes. Yeah. Right. Rather than wallowing, you know, looking at this thing, just get up and do something. It's like, okay, well, my floors are clean. No matter what else is falling apart. Right. <laughs> and that's, right out of the Bible. You can find that verse somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Today's episode was brought to you by the Women of King of Kings Church. Visit our show notes for more information.